Scouting Giants is dedicated to the memory of my father, the man that I love more than any man in this world, the late, great Ted Fishkin. Dad, I love you, and I'm glad to dedicate this show to you. The Scout. For the Giants, there is a lot more to be optimistic about in 2019. The Team. There's Barkley off the hesitation. Inside the five, still going. Touchdown, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, the real heartbeat of that team. Manning throws, end zone, touchdown, Sterling Shepard. He showed the ability to make big plays. As Manning fires to Red Ellison for a Giants touchdown to the tight end. Whoa, who said you need Evan Ingram? We got Red Ellison. Purdue, Jones, just enough time to get it away. Middle of the field, to the end zone. I'll tell you this, Daniel Jones is much better under pressure than Dwayne Haskins. That is a fact. A deflection right there by the Giants and the defensive line changes the trajectory of that and and now it's a a pick six for the Giants. The Giants don't have any pass rushers. Well, you may want to scout the players that are on that roster. And going end zone again, this time for Give Eli Manning protection, he turns into a much better NFL quarterback. You don't protect him, he turns pedestrian. I'm Steve the Scout, and you are listening to Scouting Giants. Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the host of Scouting Giants, a no-nonsense podcast on my favorite team, your favorite team, hopefully the New York football Giants, because you know, we can we can look at the Giants, we can look at teams around the league. There's lots of podcasts out there, and a lot of them are very good. But at the end of the day, we want to know typically how these players are playing, and I feel that's something that does not get uh, quite the attention uh, that it needs. So this is the season premiere. So going forward, um, tune in, tune in twice a week. I'm going to give you episodes. Um, you know, breaking down exactly how the Giants played. Um, and also, also what I expect to see from them in this game going forward. Um, today, we're going to kick things off, and just by talking to you about um, what I saw for, from Daniel Jones as an evaluator of the position, and really, um, you know, why why did we as fans miss on Daniel Jones? And what I mean by that is, if it was up to us, uh, and even in- including me at the time, a lot of us probably would not have drafted him. Uh, I think, you know, even after his preseason and one game, we're starting to see, okay, uh, we were probably, probably wrong. Um, and I get it. It's, it's one game, not a huge sample size, uh, but you also can't discount uh, the eye test. And when you look at Daniel Jones and give him the old scouting eye test, um, there is a lot to like. Uh, guys, this show is brought to you by pigskinnut.com and pigskinnutradio.com. Guys, Pigskin Nut Radio, this is going to be the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're driving to work on lunch break, driving home, or just having a nice, relaxing evening, it's always better when you're getting your football fix. Whether it's breaking down players on the Pro Football Scouting Show, tuning into controversial topics and debates on Football Roundtable, and discussing classic football players and topics on on, uh you know, other shows like Wide Right, but also I'm really excited about our exclusive show on college football hosted by two of the very best we have in Josh Davis and Austin Smith. Guys, make pigskinnut.com 
and pigskinnutradio.com, your ultimate source for football news and radio. Guys, this is the football news and the football radio that you've been missing. So, um, Giants, um, I'll, I'll tell you this. You know, we're, we're, I'll probably start off by, you know, ad- addressing this. You know, was Eli Manning the issue now that we saw Daniel Jones just basically step in and have more success than we've seen Eli have in a while? Meaning, you know, look. Eli Manning, they showed a stat last week. He's 0-44 and 44 when the Giants are trailing by 18 points or more um, in, a regu- in a regular season game. Um, I don't know about the playoffs. He's 0-44. and 44. Daniel Jones is 1-0 um, when the Giants are down by 18. I know his stats are very misleading, but uh, that, that does say something a little bit. Um, was Eli Manning the problem? No, he wasn't the problem. Um, but at the same time, um, he had turned into one of those quarterbacks where he wasn't going to help you win games, but he wasn't going to lose them for you necessarily either. And the problem with that is that, you know, when you turn into a quarterback where, you know, they're not going to win because of me, they're not going to lose because of me. Um, if they're not going to win because of you, a lot of times now they are losing because of you, because um, the um, quarterback play in this league is is really impressive right now. I mean, really impressive. So when you have to deal with a lot of the quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now, because um, I think there's some really, really good ones, um, it's it's difficult to be competitive if your quarterback is not one of those guys that can step in there and and help and help you win games. And um and Pat Sher and Pat Shermer's offense, um, you know, he, that offense, that offense, you know, it works with designed rollouts, more play action and things like that. And I think, you know, Daniel Jones, obviously with his mobility, you know, he gives you a much higher upside for that. But Eli, look, he's never, he's always been, he's always been a smart quarterback. His intelligence, we know, we know he's smart. Um, he can still make a lot of throws. He can make more throws than you think he can make. But, um, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, he's never been, he's never been uh, elite to me outside of maybe one or two seasons. Um, and he's always been a really good, he's always been a really good quarterback. Eli Manning is one of my favorite football players in history, but I'm still not sure if he necessarily belongs in the hall of fame because, um, I think he got there with longevity, which I know is part of it, but you know, I, I still, you know, he's still never been on the same level typically as a Drew Brees or an Aaron Rodgers. Um, the year the Giants won the Super Bowl in 2011, um, that really impressed me because that year he he put the entire team on his back and orchestrated a bunch of comeback wins. But you know, um, at, at this point, his arm strength has dipped a little bit, not as much as what people say. But Daniel Jones just does more, just does more for this offense. Right now, he's got a stronger arm. He can he can extend plays better, um, and you know he's right now and 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 right now you know when you look at just being able to move the offense because he's because he's got the mobility and because he can he can make these throws on the run um, because um, you know at, at this point he's he's seeing the he's seeing the field really well and he can throw it in there. He can throw a better ball at this point than Eli Manning. Um, you know that's that's that all makes sense for him to, for him to take over the starting job. Now, um, the way he played in that game, when you look at when you simply look at the eye test, um, I always go when I talk about Daniel Jones and I talk about the eye test and and why people missed on him. 
Um, I think a, a really good game to look at in terms of in college, a game that Daniel Jones played, a game where um, you know Duke Duke got killed in that game. Uh, they went against Clemson. It was a blowout. Um, offense wasn't that efficient, um, and Daniel Jones took a beating. And although his stats weren't anything impressive, when I watched that game, I realized, hmm, this is why the Giants love him, and this is also why uh, the Giant. This is why Giants fans and people in the scouting community don't don't have don't think he he's necessarily an elite quarterback. Because when you go back and watch that game uh, against Clemson, and I don't know if I saw any quarterback uh, be able to do it at that level. Um, but you know, we watched Duke's offensive line, who's one of the was one of the worst in college football last year, go against Clemson, who every single player on that defensive line, um, you know, got drafted within the first two three rounds this year, um, and the the amount of pressure he had in that game was more pressure than I've seen an opposing quarterback have maybe an NFL or any college game I've ever seen. I mean, it was ridiculous the amount of pressure uh that he had with duke's offensive line going against you know clemson's defensive line and receivers dropped a lot of balls completion percentage wasn't high um he wasn't throwing the ball with super hard you know velocity so you look at that game and you're like hmm uh you know he's just you know they're just they're just not getting it done you know but here's what i saw uh in that game Every single time there was pressure in his face, which was every single play, um, he put the ball right on the money every time and and was unfazed by the pressure. And despite uh, Duke receivers not catching the ball, um, you know, not able to get separation, when you look at the way he operated in that game, I'm like, this is why we're missing it because. Um, He's his numbers aren't his numbers were were, were were probably pedestrian that game if if we if we go back and look um, the offense didn't score a whole lot of points they got blown out but this guy is going against uh, what's really an NFL level starting defense and with more pressure than I've seen in any game ever he's making every single throw perfectly um, and when I also I think the other things that we miss too is that. Um, when we evaluate quarterbacks, we just sometimes look at the way they throw the ball down the field, which, you know, you have to be careful with that because the number one attribute for a quarterback um, is his mind. And when you talk about, um, you know, what, you know, what he was able to do with the line of scrimmage um, and, you know, the way he was able to see defenses, you don't always see that on film. But, you know, the more tape I watched, it become very, it became very evident. And, um, you know, when we look at you know, we look at, you know, Daniel Jones, um, the numbers were nowhere near what Dwayne Haskins had, but you got to take everything into consideration and just look at the eye test. And the eye test told me, um, you know, he's, he's lofting a lot of balls in there to make it more catchable for, for, for his, for his receivers. And, 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 you know, he's just, he's just not getting the help he needs, but no matter how much pressure he has, he's just unfazed by it and putting the ball right on the money. Um, in, in the preseason, we saw more of the same thing. Um, you know, every single game he played and look in, in the preseason, he was arguably the best quarterback that played that played in the preseason. And then, you know, you look at the first game, first game that, that he came in against Tampa Bay. Um, he had no Saquon Barkley. 
Um, receivers were injured. Yes, Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram were back, but they were missing everyone else outside of that. And Todd Bowles called a really good game. Uh, they were in his face nonstop, um, and and they were they were getting pressure. The Giants' offensive line was getting beat that second half, but still, same thing we saw as the Clemson game. Um, he just knows where to go with the football. He's completely unfazed by by the by the pressure, and 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 you know what we started to see too is that his arms a lot stronger than what we thought. Um, you know, you you watch you watch him at Clemson. I mean, you watch him at Duke. Um, you know the way he throws the way he throws a football. Then you watch him in the preseason when he's playing against an NFL defense and has to really zip it in there. Uh, he does he does that. So you know, my fault. His arm is actually a lot stronger than we thought. But ultimately, you know, you look at quarterbacks, and and the first thing you want to look up is, is their mental makeup. Dak Prescott doesn't have the strongest arm, uh, but you look at his mental makeup. It's very, it's very, very impressive. Um, you know, and, and I think that's part of the reason why he's playing well. And it's part of the reason I think Daniel Jones will, will continue to play well because mentally, um, you know, thing, you, you know, things just don't phase him the, the way they, the way they do other quarterbacks. And, uh, I really do expect him based on, you know, based on the fact that he was the one that won that game. If you're going to talk about why the giants won the game, First game, first NFL game, he puts the entire thing on his shoulders and wins, um, and, and that and that's what he did. And you know that's the difference right now is that um, Daniel Jones is is shown that in his first game that he's good enough that if you put everything on his shoulders, he can win the game. Where Eli Manning is just not that kind of guy, and to be honest, he's never been that kind of guy. So if you ask me, uh, in terms of playing the position, you know I expect Daniel Jones to be a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Will he win two Super Bowls? I don't know, but Philip Rivers has not won a Super Bowl, and I think he's pretty much always been a better quarterback overall um, than Eli Manning. Um, but I think when you look at when you look at um, you know actual play on the field, Eli, you know Eli, he's been a good quarterback, never been elite, but I think Daniel Jones gives them something that Eli Manning uh, has never has never given them you know before. Um, you know, switching gears quickly, I think when you look at um, you know, the Giants, Giants defensively, you know, that's going to be the big thing is that, you know, it looks like with Daniel Jones, they're going to be able to put up a lot of points, but uh, can the pass rush, you know, continue to get there? And I think um, you saw, you saw Marcus Golden have a sack. You saw O'Shane Zimenez ha- have a sack. Um, you know, Lorenzo Carter is a great athlete. So these, those, those three guys, they have, they have got to continue to get after the quarterback. And we see this a lot that, um, you have good players on the team, uh, but sometimes it just takes a few weeks to heat up. Um, the Giants have guys that are capable of rushing the passer. Lorenzo Carter, you know, was a second, second or third round pick, um, you know, and, you know, a, a great, really natural pass rusher, um, great natural athlete. O'Sha- O'Shane Zimenez had one of the best bull rushes, maybe the best bull rush I saw in college football last year. Um, and, and I think um, when you look at Marcus Golden, he's a guy that had double-digit sacks, you know, a few years ago. So, look, these these guys, and he did it in James Betcher's defense. So these guys are capable of playing better. They started to get some pass rush. But uh, unless that happens, this is going to be a long season. And uh, I think what's really probably disappointed me that so far more than anything else has been the play of the secondary. Uh, overall, um, you know, you spent the first-round pick on Baker. Um, and, um, you know, and, and you're just, you know, and Janoris Jenkins, not that Janoris Jenkins is playing bad, 
but he's playing against guys that are better than him right now. Um, he's not quite as good as he used to be. Um, if you saw, obviously, the matchup against Mike Evans, you know, he got like he he, he got undressed in that game, and and, and he, even on plays where he actually covered him tight, he just couldn't he couldn't stop Mike Evans, and that it's also because Mike Evans is one of the best in football, but. Um, this secondary, um, this pass rush, um, especially the secondary, I think has to play better. And uh, look, if they can do that, and uh, Daniel Jones can um, can stay healthy, um, you know, I, I love Eli Manning, but I'm hoping Daniel Jones does not get injured uh, on, a, on any any of these uh, any of these runs where he's taking off. Um, but I, I think the Giants can start to win football games, but a lot of it is going to depend on uh, can these players on on their defense step up. So that's gonna um, that's gonna wrap up everything I have for you today. Um, join me back. Uh, I'll be back with you guys uh, either on Sunday night or Monday morning to give you my scouting report on what I saw in the Giants' Week 4 matchup against the Washington Redskins. This is Steve the Scout with Scouting Giants, signing off.